Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Several things we're going to get into today, as always. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the College World Series. We'll talk about uh, some other things that are out there, too. All kinds of other little things that we can talk about today. To the hotline we go as we welcome in from... ESPN and the SEC Network, and all over the place, Mr. Mike Morgan. Mike, how are you, sir? Welcome into the program. I'm good, Rob. How are you? Good to hear from you, man. I know you worked the uh, UNC Super Regional stuff. So texting you earlier this week, and then I, I thought you were at the Louisville Regional, so my brain was on uh, on meltdown there. But I do have some questions for you as we get set up for the College World Series. Working that Super Regional, was that one of the wildest starts you've ever seen in Game 3? It is an unprecedented start uh, that I saw in Game 3. It's it's not just the fact that one team scored 13 runs. It's the fact that they did it in the first inning in a game where the World Series was on the line. That's not only something I've never seen. I don't think that's ever happened in the Super Regional period. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely – it was definitely unorthodox. As, as weird as it was uh, watching on TV, as a lot of folks did, it was even weirder in the moment because – we're just sitting there and wondering how this this lineup, which was not exactly uh, murderer's row throughout the year, it's a lineup for Auburn that was tenth in the league in a fourteen team conference and runs scored all season long, and they got shut out the day before. They lost two to nothing twenty four hours previous to that game. So there's nothing to indicate that the game would go that way. But I, I know it's cliche; you hear it all the time. That's what we love about baseball. You're always going to see something that you've never seen before. If you go to the park enough and you watch enough games, there's going to be something that's particularly unique about that game that stands out compared to all the ones you've ever seen or sometimes all the ones that have ever taken place. You know, you also had another interesting game this year, the Clemson-Georgia game that, that went, it seemed, mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever. Uh, I've got an actual picture that I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i send you later on, but it's basically a picture of you and your partner at the beginning of the broadcast and then you and your partner at the end of the broadcast, and you both look <laughs> like you aged about 10 years. But, I mean, yeah. that, that was another game that – it just seemed like it was going on and on and on. And, I mean, uh, you know, Clemson wasn't quite rated as high as Georgia, but they hung with the Bulldogs. Uh, can, give, can you have a couple memories from that game, things that you'll just remember? That's probably the longest game you've worked in your career, I would think, right? Yeah, you'll have to send me those picks. Yeah. Um, 
It, it is. And I've worked some long ones now. For a while there, I had the longest SEC tournament game ever. Uh, Gabe Gross and I actually worked that. Gabe Gross, who now, of course, is the hitting coach for Auburn, ironically enough, uh, did some minor league games that were 18 innings, did a college game in a super regional a couple of years ago that lasted 15 innings at about five hours and 12 minutes. This was 20 innings, six hours and 33 minutes. And oh, by the way, the game had 50 strikeouts, which is the second highest ever in a Division One game. So that that game has unique written all over, and it's an SEC-ACC matchup. So you had two quality teams, two NCAA tournament teams, uh, but nobody wanted to score a run. The game was tied from the seventh inning on. So we went 13 straight innings before finally Georgia walked it off in the bottom of the 20th. And, of course, the, the, the other crazy thing about that game that Georgia fans will remember for a long time, as you can imagine, that game was on a Tuesday night. It was not a weekend game. So we started off with a pretty decent crowd. Clemson has a, a good amount of fans in the uh, Georgia, in, in the state of Georgia, in the Atlanta area, and even in Athens. Uh, and obviously, Georgia's the home team. So we started off with maybe about 3,000. Then, of course, as the game goes into the odd hours of the night on a Tuesday, people got to go to work, kids got to go to school, the crowd thins out. All of a sudden, in about the 18th inning, there's this rowdiness that we start hearing from the crowd, and I'm wondering, where in the world is that coming from? Everybody is leaving. It was a bunch of fraternity kids that caught the game on television, saw that it was still going on. I guess the bars are just about closed, so they went on over to Foley Field. <laughs> Nobody was checking for tickets at that point, and they became, it became one of the most rowdy crowds that I've seen all year because, uh, needless to say, they were not lacking enthusiasm as well as some other things probably, but probably. Uh, that was, yeah, at that point for sure, that was the interesting twist of that game is that we, we had more people in the in the bottom of the 20th inning than we had probably in the top of the 12th. A very One of the most interesting games of the season, but getting back to the teams that are in Omaha, with four teams from the SEC in the field, it, it almost seems like it's an SEC invitational, sort of like that every year. Do you think all four teams have a realistic shot of winning the national title? I know the, the convenient answer uh, would be yes, but no, I don't think so. I think as much as I love the story of Auburn, and I guess you could say uh, after calling their their clincher for the first time in 22 years to get to Omaha, maybe I, I have a special uh, uh, interest in them. Plus, I, I know their coaching staff very well. Gabe Gross, who I alluded to earlier, is not only a, a friend, but a guy I used to work with. Because when he retired from baseball, he got into TV uh, with ESPN. And so I know him extremely well. But uh, I think that, that anytime you're there for the first time, like Auburn is, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. The teams that have been there before have an advantage. So Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, these are teams that have an edge. Texas Tech uh, have an edge. And then if you were to look at it from the intangible side, Florida State, although they weren't there last year, the Mike Martin story, which is the biggest story going into Omaha, I think, in a while, because you got a guy who's coached for 40 years, uh, any of us who have dealt with Mike on any level think the world of him and are are pulling for him if for no other reason. We just <laughs> we like to see Mike Martin go out on a high note. He's been there 17 times. He's never won at all. So they'll be kind of the sentimental favorite, I'm sure. 
And I wouldn't doubt Florida State right now with anything because, uh, A, they're talented, but, B, it's it's the ultimate intangible uh, that any team out there has. So I think those would be my, my favorites. And to me, the most talented teams, and I've said this for a while, the most talented teams in the entire uh, field are, are Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. And I kind of like Mississippi State just because I just think they're due. I really do. They They've come close a lot. A historically great program. Uh, I think one of these years they're just going to bust through and and finally get that elusive national championship trophy. So uh, that that would be my pick if for no other reason. All right, are you more surprised that uh, Michigan is in the field or Florida State? Florida State, I would say, yeah, because I had Michigan, believe it or not, um, in a game against Kentucky, and I remember as I was studying them. I was I was like, oh my goodness, they're they're really good. Like there's some special players on this team. So if you would have asked me that had I not seen them in person, I, I definitely would have said Michigan. But because I saw them up close in front, uh, you know, they and and their coach Sherrick Backage is a guy who was on that 2010, excuse me, 2002 Clemson staff, along with Leggett, O'Sullivan, and Tim Corbin. Think about that. Uh, <laughs> that was a murderer's row of, of coaches on one staff. But he's done a great job and a difficult place to win. All Big Ten schools are difficult to win in baseball. But they've been they've been building up to this for a while. Uh, and so I would probably say Florida State, because Florida State barely got in. I mean, they were a disappointment for much of the year. They, they got beat up by Florida uh, and out of conference. They got beat up by Miami and out of conference. They were middle of the pack in the ACC for much of the year. Uh, it was not a great team. And so there's no reason to believe that they were going to go to all. And, and then they had to go through some difficult brackets in the postseason at Georgia and at LSU. So I, if you would have told me that FSU or Michigan, I probably would have gone Michigan, believe it or not. If I told people don't count out Michigan against UCLA, that Michigan team is going to bite somebody, and they certainly did. Of the teams that just missed the field other than, than UCLA, who are you surprised is not not heading to Omaha this weekend? Uh, well, Georgia was a disappointment, quite frankly. Um, and again, they got done in by Florida State, which nobody nobody wanted to play the Seminoles. In, they, they didn't want to see the Seminoles in their regional or super regional. But Georgia was a really good team all year long that has the pitching depth where if they made it to Omaha, I really thought they could have made a deep run. But they stubbed their toe, and it's the second straight year that they've had a national seed but never got out of the regional round. So I, I would say Georgia would be the biggest uh, surprise from my standpoint, to not see them get in. I was not buying on the, the Pac-12 all year long. So some people would say UCLA or Stanford. I, I, I'm i just not a huge Pac-12 guy, I guess. And then from the Big 12, uh, Texas Tech to me is right now, they're the premier program in that conference. So the fact that none of the other teams got there, not a big surprise. I think Georgia would top the list for me. Now, I know you said you're not a Pac-12 guy, but generally the teams that do well in Omaha come from the Pac-12, the SEC, the ACC, for the most part, or, or the Big 12. But do you think that Michigan, being there and representing the Big 10, do you think that's good for college baseball, maybe kind of taking it away from being basically a regional sport? No doubt. I, I think it'd be better for more teams from out west to make it. Uh, as you mentioned, when they do get there, they typically have some success. UCLA won a title. Arizona won a title. Cal State Fullerton has won multiple national titles in, in the last couple of decades. Um, but the Big Ten has been kind of a non-factor 
in, in Omaha. Indiana made it there in 2013. That was a great story. Hadn't been there since. Michigan hasn't been there since 1984 when a guy named Barry Larkin was playing shortstop. So I, I think it is good. I think we want to see if the sport's going to grow as much as it possibly can, it can't be the same schools from the same regions of the country. And so from that standpoint, you'd like to see some some Big Ten representation. It wouldn't hurt if a team from the Northeast got there. UConn very quietly has had a good program and gets to the tournament. They just haven't made it to Omaha. So uh, I, I like the fact that, that there is some new blood. What might be concerning to some is that, much like in basketball and certainly this way in football, if you notice, there's nothing but Power 5 schools left. And in the Super Regionals, there was nothing but Power 5 schools with the exception of East Carolina. I just wonder if that's going to start becoming a trend where the little guy gets further and further pushed out because there's just there's so much more now going for the Power 5 schools in the way of facilities. You still only have 11.7 scholarships everywhere, but there's a lot more to offer when you're a Power 5 school in college baseball than a lot of those uh, prominent mid-majors. Final question for you this afternoon. It involves South Carolina. The, the Gamecocks just had just kind of a, of a very, very tough season. Um, Coach Kingston is going to go the junior college route to bring some guys in. Do you think that's probably the best way to get the foundation back and bring the Gamecocks back to respectability? Well, I would I would say, first of all, I don't know if he's going to go entirely JUCO. Having, having done a game there this year, I think the other thing that they are going to do is is continue to to take their to take some lumps by bringing in freshmen. Um, I know they're very high on the class they have coming in, which which does have a number of freshmen in it. And you know, by doing that, that might mean that the the, the growth curve's a little bit slower than you like. Uh, but I, I think he's going to bring in a blend of guys. I, I think you kind of have to do that. You know, that's what Auburn did too. Auburn, this is the fourth year under Butch Thompson, and the, and the first few, they they did a lot of JUCOs. They they recruited a lot of JUCOs. That team last year that was one way, one went away from Omaha was full of JUCOs. Uh, but now you're seeing they're, they're building something there, and they have a lot of good young talent. I think for Mark Kingston, whether it's JUCOs, freshmen, or anything in between, he just needs some, he needs some dudes. Uh, I think their first player drafted this year was in the ninth round. That tells you all you need to know about that team. That they they have they had a major drop off from two years ago when they lost all their top pitchers, and now they need to to go ahead and find some guys again. You know, you, you got to find the Christian Walkers, the Whit Merrifields, the Jackie Bradleys, the Justin Smokes, the James Darnells, the Landon Powells. I could go on and on and on. That was a different era. Now you got to go ahead, hit the reset button find those guys and remind them why South Carolina is a great place to play. Mike Morgan joining us, of course, from the SEC Network and ESPN. Mike, thanks so much for taking some time out with us today. I appreciate it. You got it, Rob. Thank you. All right. So Mike Morgan joining us on the program. You can follow him on Twitter at Morgan on Air. Uh, and I like what he said there about South Carolina at the end. They just need some more dudes. Makes, makes a lot of sense. All right. We'll take a quick break when we come back. We'll do some ACC coaching rankings. Those came out today from CBS Sports as far as baseball, football goes. We'll get into that a lot more in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. ACC coaching rankings. These are put out by CBSSports.com. They rate the coaches from 1 to 14. I want to run through these really quick. They got my, uh, Manny Diaz at number 14, which makes a lot of sense because he hasn't coached a game yet. Same thing goes for Jeff Collins at 13. Willie Taggart is at 12, meaning they think that Willie Taggart is, in theory, the worst coach in the ACC. You don't really think that a lot with when it comes to Florida State. But that's where they're at right now. Pat Narduzzi is at number 11. The thing that bothers me about that is that he just took his team to the championship game, and they did it with old-school football, running the ball down people's throats. I kind of like Pat Narduzzi, and I also like Steve Adazio. They refer to him as seven-win Steve. But play at Boston College, let's be honest, they don't care about football up there. And he's consistently winning seven games a year. they got to make the next step. Maybe that's why they have him down there. They also have App, uh, App, the former App State, now Louisville head coach, Scott Satterfield, at number nine. I, you know, first big-time job for him. We'll see how that works out for him up at Louisville. Justin Fuente. Remember when he was the talk of the conference? Everybody loved Justin Fuente. He's now at number eight. Mac Brown is at seven. I have problems with Mac Brown being at seven. He hasn't coached in forever. We'll see how the Tar Heels look. Definitely early for the Gamecocks uh, when they play in Charlotte. Dave Doran is at number six, and but you know I, I think that that's about right for Doran. Dave Clawson is at five at Wake Forest. They have so many issues up there as far as recruiting goes with being such a small school, so that's interesting, too. Dino Babers from Syracuse is at number four. I, I really like uh, Babers and what he's done with the Orange. Bronco Mendenhall is at number three with Virginia. Then David Cutcliffe, the old professor, at number two. And, of course, number one is Dabo Sweeney up at Clemson. So those are the coaching rankings, and I think a lot of them make sense. I would probably move... Sabers up a little bit, or Babers up a little bit. I'd probably move Mendenhall down a spot, but other than that, it looks about right. If you want to talk coaching rankings, give us a call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We're going to talk hockey in the next segment. It's Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Jonathan Reed joins us here in just a moment to tell us all about the great sport of hockey. Hopefully I'm going to learn something. So we'll talk about that in a lot more in just a moment here on The Rundown. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk will join us next. He will uh, have all of your Clemson information this afternoon. More of The Rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of The Rundown this afternoon. I get to spin the hits. And, and you're laughing. I'm laughing because uh, I just don't get it. Is but my I microphone am bringing, on? Okay, yeah, good. your microphone's on. I am Rob Sanders, of course, joined by Isn't my buddy. Isn't this the ultimate bumper music right now? No, it's not. This makes 57 me wanna... seconds long. It's about dreams. It's about things uh. that you want to see in your lifetime. <laughs> it's about the humanity. It's about... 
Let's explain why you're here and why we have the song Dreams playing. Uh, Jonathan's going to talk to us a little bit today about the the wonderful Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, final. Final. Okay, it's the seven-game series. Either St. Louis is going to win tonight or Boston is going to win tonight. One or the other. They are tied up at three games apiece. Game seven is in Boston. Am I correct? Yes. All right. So he comes in today. Now, i, I got to be honest with you. He is, he is fully sporting the playoff beard. His mm-hmm. beard looks like it has birds and rats in it. You're right. It uh, probably does. It probably does. And he, 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 if we dyed it like gray, he would be the perfect Santa Claus. That's, oh, how, oh, that's oh. how long his beard looks. But... I mean, this Christmas is a, comes early if St. Louis Blues win tonight. So if Christmas comes early, are you gonna you gonna keep the beard or do you shave it anyway? No, I'll, I'll trim it because it's it's a little you know, you know the the upper lip you know the hair is getting in my mouth whenever I eat. <laughs> but if it win or lose, does it come off tomorrow? Yeah. So you're gonna shave or the beard I'm, or, tomorrow, or I'm trimming it. What do you mean trimming uh, it tomorrow? Well, can we shave it live on the show? No, absolutely not? not. Because not? I, I I I'm not going to do that. Why not? No, it's just, just no. That would be great. But anyway, you have this 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 growth on your face that looks like a parasite, and mm-hmm. you're all jacked up for the Stanley Cup final tonight. Uh, I tell would us say a little bit about tell us a little bit I about would say the anxiety, anxiety. But tell us a little bit about the series. Okay, uh, it is uh, tied three games apiece. Right. Uh, the Blues had a chance to uh, the beat the Bruins Sunday night at Game 6 at home. Sometimes, uh, for the St. Louis Blues, the organization, as I speak hockey now, it's organi- organization, not organization. Oh, but the organization uh, plays these games at home that are a little too big for the moment. So they lost on uh, Game 6. So we just got to win tonight, you know. Got to win tonight. Now you have never have the Blues ever won the Stanley Cup. No. Okay. So no. in your lifetime, you that's why we're having dreams today. You want in to win. my lifetime, the Blues have never made the uh, the Stanley, the Cup, Stanley final. Cup final. So right. this is so this is new to me. The St. Louis Blues, I think, um, have always been a really good team. Uh, you know, they've always been up there in points, always, mostly always made the playoffs, always been competitive, but they always lose like in the first or second round. And, you know, that, that, that comes with angst. Uh, but this is our opportunity, uh, to win it. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have had, they're the organization that has, uh, had some bad luck and probably, uh, bad luck that has, made of their own uh okay. ownership problems right uh you know just just all kinds of stuff yeah you know what Let me... the, the st louis blues are the or only organization <laughs> in the nhl okay that have the four most winningest coaches all right in all of the league yeah with no stanley cup and all those guys have won stanley cups Maybe. elsewhere and guess what about those four coaches okay they've fired them all well maybe you're just jinxed yeah yeah. Hopefully the jinx ends tonight, Hopefully, buddy. Okay, so Dreams. I want you to step outside of being a St. Louis Blues fan for just a second. Oh, dear. If we're going to break down this uh, game tonight, on paper, Boston is theoretically the better team, right? Theoretically, they yeah. are the favorite. They are, they are the favorite. And I remember reading at the beginning of the series that nobody thought that the Blues would take this past five games. Yeah, well, those, so, those guys aren't experts, really. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were called up blues from the start. No, I no, I I want a competitive series because hey, 
I'll be honest, St. Louis boy right here, St. Louis is known for losing to Boston teams yeah. in championships. In championships, Okay, let's, exactly. let's just leave it at that. Let, let's be honest that. about that. But, uh, you know, this is our opportunity. Uh, the cool thing is, is that the Blues are 9-3 uh, and three on the road right. this postseason. Uh, they are 5-0 and oh on the road after losing a game. Okay. Uh, I think we've None got... matters. Yeah, well, hey, man. I mean, I love Game all these stats for you, but in reality... Oh, and, and the other thing, too, is is that the last time the St. Louis, the, the St. Louis team beat a Boston team... Right. ...in Game 7 in Boston was 1967. The yep. St. Louis Blues played their very first game the night before. <laughs> no, that matters either. <laughs> so when they line up on the ice tonight, though, who should have people be looking for from um, the Blues side? I, I think be, uh, uh, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, all right. Bennington? Uh, he's a goalie. Right. He's the rookie goalie who mm-hmm. is pretty much on the fourth, the fourth line in the depth chart, never really thought of. And he made his chance. He had his chance. And he's, he's made the best out of it. He could be like a rookie of the year coming in, um, you know, in January. Uh, the St. Louis Blues are also the were dead last in all of the NHL on January third, and here where they are, Game Seven, last game of you know hockey. I think you, you know you know you need to look at number ninety one, Vladimir Tarasenko, right, the goal scorer. Uh, number ninety, Ryan O'Reilly. He's one to watch out for as well. Uh-huh. And then uh, you know on the Boston side, they they're stacked. You know they got uh, Tuka Rask. Who's who's in goal, and then you have uh, you know Brad Marchand. You have uh, they've got like a murderer's row. Yeah, you know. But the great part about their murderer's row is is that uh, the Blues have pretty much shut them down. Their first line down in five on five hockey. Okay. So well, there you go with that. So tomorrow we get to play if if the Blues win, we get to play Gloria on the air, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you ecstatic about that? Uh, I would be ecstatic if uh, the Blues win tonight. Are you are you picking the Blues to win? I'm hoping that the Blues win. Okay, so you don't have confidence. No, I'm I'm controlling my anxiety <laughs> today. And I bring you in because you are so hardcore crazy about this that we haven't done our baseball podcast in like two weeks. And it's baseball like baseball still going baseball on. Baseball is still going on. That's what every time I mention, hey, we should do our baseball nerd. I'm cast. like. Okay, which you can find on the iHeartRadio app. You can find it at Fox. And you know what? And I have been. Uh, I have not been uh, doing my duties there. I've I've been emotionally You've been attached. So emotionally to something attached. I mean, else. this is like your kids playing. That's how it seems. It is. Yeah, it seems like it's your kid playing. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So I welcome you into baseball season tomorrow. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but uh, your St. Louis Cardinals are playing pretty decent. No, they're not. They're not playing. They're decent. not that bad off. They're not in dead last. No, you know what? I would say that the Cardinals. Uh, the last stat I checked was they were 13 and 27 since the beginning of May. So uh, yeah, well, that's, that's not like, really good, buddy. Well, I still think they're in, in decent yeah. standings. We'll have to check on that. I know the Atlanta Braves are in first place. I know that they are just wrecking it right now. The Braves are so. All right, but uh, the puck drops at eight o'clock tonight. Yeah, like um, eight fifteen, eight seventeen. Will you like that. will you uh, run around in your underwear if they win? Um. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if so, can we film it and put it on Facebook Live? Because that would be funny. Give me hits no. with JR, like the only no. Southern hockey you know fan. What? You, know what? It's you know what? If I worked out, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and if I had a sock where where it would go, yes, absolutely. Oh, so that makes, gracious. you know. 
Just kidding. Well, I think it's that's the way, the way to end the program on that. But the Stanley Cup final tonight, mm-hmm. Boston and St. Louis. Puck drops at 8 o'clock. I think that game is on NBC. NBC. It's on NBC, so you can check out that game tonight. Um, and then tomorrow night, we may end the NBA season with uh, the Warriors and the uh, Raptors. So, yeah, mm-hmm. then we're not going to have anything but baseball and the Women's World Cup, which, by the way, everybody is offended by the Women's World Cup because our U.S. women scored 13 goals on Thailand. And apparently, hey, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, play do better. something about it. Exactly. But apparently, uh, people are upset about that. Not my problem. If the Bruins game the, seven tonight, if you guys beat the Bruins thirteen to nothing, I mean that that would be like the best thing let's, ever. Let's just get through. Uh, let's just get through the three o'clock hour here, buddy. We've got four minutes and thirty seconds left to go. Uh, well, and about four and a half minutes. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk, the Czar of Clemson Sports, will take over. Jr. is going to enjoy his hockey game tonight. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate. I'm it. I'm not going to enjoy it. Uh, well, I should enjoy painful. it. It's painful, isn't it? No, it's it's, it's all painful. good though. All right. Well, maybe tomorrow he'll shave that disgusting beard and actually. No, I'll just trim it. Wear a T-shirt instead of a hockey sweater to work. Hey, you know what? It's cool outside. No, it's not cold outside. Stop it's, it. It's at least sixty-five. That's it for the rundown. We'll see you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.